0: This country, you've got to make the money first. Then when you get the money, you get the power. Then we get the power, then
1: you get the woman. Money, money, money. The this is Money Talks. And we're back on Bill Lako with Roger Tuttero, Dr. Roger Tuttero, and Troy Harmon. And just so that we can be marketing, if somebody actually wants our help, they can call 770 770- Four two nine nine one six six. Ask for Troy. Don't ask for me <laughs> or Taddeo. We'll, yeah. you know, you'll answer, won't you? Absolutely. Okay, that's yeah. what I'm saying.
2: You do get to talk to a human at that
1: particular. Oh, time. absolutely. Or you can email questions to Dr. Gene at Hensler.com. That's H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. And if you want to leave a question on our hotlines, eight five five four two nine nine one six six, and we'll answer those. Uh, Troy, should we yes, take sir. a question?
2: Oh, we can do that uh how about very top of the list uh this is uh christina from florida she asks i saw that green mountain keurig bought dr pepper i thought this would be a good merger but i saw dr pepper was downgraded by analysts uh is this not a time to buy uh you know honestly if you're gonna (laughs) buy you almost have to be in the game before uh the news is broken um, if you look at dr pepper i mean the the merger seems to make sense as far as industry uh similarity but uh uh reality is uh, you know i'm i'm not so sure that I would want to own either one of these at the at the moment um part of the uh part of the issue is the fact that now i'm seeing um dr pepper having uh uh, a huge jump in uh, the the volume on some of its puts, meaning that the market overall is expecting that price to fall. A um, little bit strange, uh, but in, in reality, I, I'm thinking that it's probably not the absolute best uh, time to get into the middle of this mix.
1: I, I wanted to just take this question. <clears throat> I don't even, let's see if I can find it real quick. It's about the tax refund. So Lori, From Kennesaw said, my mom seemed to receive her tax refund before she filed her taxes. Will the IRS be asking for this back? The answer to that is yes, and that is one of the hot scams right now, is that um, (laughs) magically appearing into your bank account is money from the federal government, the U.S. Treasury, and don't spend it. The first thing you need to do is um, call your bank because the bank can automatically ACH you back to the IRS, and then if I can find my form number, you're going to want to call the IRS at 800-829-1040 and then fill out form 14039. Basically, it's the identity theft affidavit, because generally speaking, that means somebody's filed a tax return for you already, and that's where the refund came from. It's not always that, that way, but it is. But you say, well, why does that matter? The money's in my account. Yeah, because, see, you're going to get a phone call from these crooks that basically promise you they're going to send the SWAT team to your house. Yeah. They're going to take all your stuff, arrest you, blah, 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 unless you send the money immediately back to whatever bank account they give you. And they're going to sound like an IRS agent when they're not. Wow. And then guess what's going to happen when the federal government figures out they gave you the money by mistake? They're going to want the money back. Right. Guess who can they get it from? They can't get it from the scammer. No, nope. right. It's Came out go. of your bank account. <laughs> That's exactly where they're going to so, have to see it. See yeah, I mean, I, listen, I I'm, the IRS does not call you. Generally speaking, they're not going to threaten you um, like that. They will send many, many letters that will be very intimidating. That's when you get your CPA involved, and then they're talking to the right people, so you know you're not being scammed. Right. Generally speaking, the IRS is not going to. They're not going to send you an email and say, "Click this link." and put in your information. They don't do that, and they're not generally going to call and start threatening you. That's just not what they do.
2: Yeah, it's amazing to me that this has become so commonplace, these IRS scams. uh, It first started out where they would just take your dependents' uh, social security number. Then they were filing early for you and, you know, instead of you uh, stealing your identity. Uh, And now they've taken it one step further. These things just morph uh, the more we go on.
3: It's amazing how innovative these rascals can be to avoid actually getting a job and working for a living.
2: Well, yeah, that well, is their job. They yeah. they just hang out and think of great ways to scam you and I out of uh it's out almost hard like, earned money.
1: It's almost like those Russians that just organize protests.
2: Yeah. Yeah. On both I,
1: sides of the coin, man. On both sides, right? Yeah, I mean,
2: uh, we'll, we'll show how much how, a, how do you
1: have you ever even thought about like what does it take to to get five hundred people at one location? Like, how do you even organize? Like, I can't even – I don't even – I know there are people out there who do it. I get yeah. it. They're paid organizers. I understand that. But how do you even do that, Roger? got to have a like, buses, even, right? Well, I, I, yeah, deep pockets. Well, I mean, isn't this – I mean, where of, do you go, to the street corner and <laughs> pick up people? I mean, how does that work? You advertise in classifieds? Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know. It sounds like a political campaign to me. I, I know, but I'm. you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> I never even thought about that. Like, yeah. you know, you see these rallies, and you always assume they're real people. Not you know not paid for and I uh, you know anyway I'm not that's not a political statement because it was both sides right no no I'm with you I mean, I'm you know um, I, 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 Roger we, yeah, this is the eight million thousand dollar question yeah. here eight million thousand know I understand? love that yeah that's a big number when's the recession <laughs>
3: well based on the LA, leading indicators that came out this week it's hard to imagine that they would turn down fast enough to get it in the next couple of quarters but I would tell you that um, I think in 2019 the probability will go higher. Um, You know, we are getting a little long in the tooth, as we say. That doesn't mean you have to have a recession. Uh, Labor markets are tightening. Uh, So, you know, your ability to produce more output matters, too. Uh, Housing market home prices are getting to levels for the first time. I'm hearing questions about affordability. Mm -hmm. I think there are still some hot housing markets, and particularly in the middle and first-time market, there's probably undersupplied. Uh, We probably are in the beginning of some kind of correction for multifamily. Uh, Here in Atlanta, I'm thrilled to see the multifamily permits and start to pull back some, so we're probably less likely to get overbuilt in that segment than maybe some other southeastern cities are. Um,
1: But But banks really still aren't lending all that much on development, are they?
3: uh, No, and they had been tightening a little bit with regard to their underwriting standards. On the development side, they used to talk about ADC, Acquisition Development Construction, and the banks have been lending on the construction side for a while. What they don't have an appetite for is the acquisition development, taking the farm, putting in the street lights and the, and the, and the gutters and, and the uh, sewer system. Right. And so that's that's where the, a lot of the financing is still being done by uh, private money
2: with deep pockets. Well, that's where they were bitten hardest last time, right? And right. and it's really strange that we always relive that last recession. <laughs> it seems like sure. years and years into the future. But uh, the
3: negative is in the hot markets. I mean, the shortages or lots are there because we've depleted mm-hmm. them all, and we're having trouble getting. The financing and the zoning in many cases to to take more land and commit to develop more lots out of it.
2: Yeah. so uh, well, it almost always starts with inflation, right? And I think that's probably why we've seen what uh, wage yeah, but I, increase 2.9% yeah. in January. But let's talk about like that. I don't wait,
1: we only got four minutes left. But inflation, to me, I, I think it depends on how you define it. I mean, if we're running two two and a half percent, that's not inflation. I mean, I'm I mean. We're talking four, five, six percent, right? I mean, yeah, I mean,
3: you know, we had we had a surge of inflation in nineteen ninety one, but for those of us who remember the the mid seventies through nineteen eighty two, small potatoes. That was. (laughs) um, But the thing about it, I think, is that we. I think economists need to be a little bit more modest about our ability to forecast over long periods of time. And I, th- I like to say if I can. What? Yeah, I know. You guys aren't exact. It's a, rare, it's a rare breath of modesty from an economist <laughs> yeah. I <I'll> give you. <laughs> but I think that um, the issue is we're, we, we have some kind of insight over the next several quarters. But when people start telling me they know what the world's going to look like in 2021, I just kind of think uh, mm-hmm. they're smarter guys yeah. than I am.
1: So. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> well, see, you're smart enough to know not to go there. Right. You know. Yeah. 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 But isn't well, my friend
3: says, the give them a number, give them a date, but don't give them both. So there you go. So. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's probably good good advice. Uh, I know, um, you know, Bill said two percent's not the big deal, but isn't? I mean, don't they try to get in front of inflation? it's once it gets to a certain level it's hard to stop right
3: yeah once the inflation dynamics get built in where prices are going up so workers try to push for more wages and but i'm not sure we've really been at that kind of a cycle uh in terms of inflation in quite a while right uh, the, again those of us who remember the uh, 70s if yep. you remember there were the uh yep. win buttons whip inflation now right. and it was trying to kind of break that psychology of inflation and we dealt with it again in 83 84 and for a long time, nominal interest rates stayed high because the market did not believe that inflation had truly been beaten.
2: Yeah. Um, didn't Volcker spike the overnight lending rate to somewhere north of 19% at one point?
3: Yeah, Volcker changed the whole game. Uh, Paul Volcker, of course, Federal Reserve Chairman in right. the late 70s, early 80s. And what he did is he moved from targeting short-term interest rates to targeting essentially the money supply. And so what it did is between October of two, 1979 – and, and I think early 1982, the short term rates bounced all over, you know, you'd see swings of a couple percent and only in only a couple months. And and but it was probably what was necessary to get inflation under control, which he certainly did.
1: Well, no. and it's not unlike I know a lot of people want to second guess Mr. Bernanke, right. but, you know, thank God for him.
3: Yeah, monetary policy is easy when things are nice and, right. and perfect, and it's there's not a lot of great playbooks for big financial crises and almost unprecedented surges of inflation, which is what both of those two Fed chairmen had to deal with.
2: Right. Yeah, we just got a new Fed chair, uh, Jay Powell, right? Right. Uh, and there's been some talk that he might go away from something Bernanke actually enacted, where he's got better communication with the market. Do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? Well.
3: When I first started following economics when I was an undergrad, we saw very little communication directly from the Fed with the markets. We used to kind of watch the bond market and try to figure out what the Fed was going to do. doing. Then we went to press releases. Then we went to press conferences and dot diagrams and things like that. And past some point, I don't know if the market's really well served by having that many people out commentating on the economy all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, because there's agree. talking heads like us that just beat it to death.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, we talk about what <laughs> we've heard, right? Right. Yeah. Which is, and and know. the more we hear, the more we talk. Right. So.
1: Right.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, the old uh, the old fat suitcase surprises uh, back oh, yeah. in
3: the Greenspan indicator about yeah, how thick yeah. his portfolio exactly. was. Exactly. <laughs> I
2: think yeah. I think sometimes a good surprise <clears throat> is just what we need.
3: Yeah, but another part of the pie is this. I mean, the Fed's important. But, you know, sometimes people act as if that's the one thing that drives the economy. And I'm still old-fashioned enough to believe that people getting out of work and going to work every day and bearing entrepreneurial matters. risk,
1: that matters. Right. To Watch me. those yeah. trailer tractor-trailer, truck tra- tractor, trailer, tr- easy for me to say. Yeah, the truck's going trying. down 75. Yeah, no we'll doubt. see you next week.
0: All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed.